All right, it's Monday, January 27, 2020. Back after a two-week break day. Welcome back to uh, What Do We Know? Happy to be here. All right, and we are joined today by a special uh, third guest, uh, none other than Chris Shaw, the pride of Lexington, Massachusetts, and the 31st overall draft pick in the 2015 MLB draft. So, Chris, welcome. Thanks for joining oh, yeah, us. Thanks for having me. We have a lot of questions for you. Oh, yeah? So, we won't over... I think I have 100. We'll get to, like, <laughs> 10. All right, but before we jump into that, um, Dave, what's been going on with you? What's been the last couple of weeks? You went up to Maine, I think. Went to Maine. Yep. Had a great time. Did a little skiing yep. at the um, small ski slope that we grew up at called Lost Valley. It's a, it was a great time. Madison on skis again. Oh, nice job. Yeah, nice time. You know, Jennifer, Wasn't it really cold that weekend that you were there? Uh, yeah. Well, for Maine. So cold is, uh, is, uh, is, is, you have to define that. It wasn't that cold. I, I, I wore a hat for skiing. And I did not wear my usual jeans. I used to, I grew up skiing in snow pants. You grew up skiing in jeans? Jeans. Yeah. Jeans, no helmet. Some gloves. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, those, those are good jeans. Chris Shaw, are you a skier? No, Me never neither. could. Did you know how to skate? I was a hockey player growing That's up. Big, yes, all big right. skater. Big skater. So I, I neither learned how to ski nor skate. And I grew up in New England. Go figure. Um, Dave, what else? Tell me one more thing. Um, busy right now working on our third um, Maddie's Mission fundraising event on February 29th, which is a nonprofit that we formed a few years ago. I remember. Yeah, for our daughter that we were fostering, Madison, and then we adopted and we raised money um, for children who are in the foster care system and uh, who are at risk for different things, and it's a, it's a nice, uh, nice event. You want to plug that event? When is it? I uh, just did plug it, but I'll do it again. Uh, February 29th, Saturday night, it's going to be at the Scottish Rite Museum in Lexington. Uh, we'll have some entertainment, some good food, so a silent auction. Um, a lot of good people will be there. Nice time to come. Including me. Very excited. Actually, the past past few years, a couple of years, we've had the uh, ability to auction off a Chris Shaw autographed baseball, baseball. which was yeah. which was always up, was a which always was a big um, a big uh, uh, way to raise funds. Actually, I don't know if it was, was the, the baseball was bigger to have the, the first year that we had it. You actually were at the event. I was. And, I remember and, that. And, uh, yeah. Or was it at Amuna? Yeah, Temple Amuna. You were singing this then. That's really nice of you, Dave. I think you were in the corner just gazing at him. <laughs> with, uh, you know, and that's what happened. There's such a big crowd around him and me. <laughs> there were a lot of people that night. <laughs> that was a great night. There were a lot of people that yeah, night. Yeah, hoping yeah. for the same time. That was when you had the canoe, right? We had the we had that the big was, freaking it, canoe it, that you donated? That was ridiculous. It was a kayak. But again, you were looking at it from afar. So it was uh, like, Okay, that was me. Kayak. I was apparently not close to anything. There were two big things at the event. There was Chris Shaw and the kayak. And the kayak. Listen. So how was how how's 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 your week been? Week two weeks. Uh, in no particular order, highlights. So my son went to the semi, which is very exciting. The semi, semi, which was on Hanscom. So uh, way to go, James. Had a good time. Looked good. Had a nice date. And um, you know, were you at the um, the picture event beforehand? No, because that was on base, and my wife took him. So, they so you didn't have security clearance. No, but she did. So she, this was his junior, semi. junior senior semi. For so. sure. Do you remember your junior senior semi? If you went, I don't want to be. Yeah, no, I remember we had it in the commons at the high school. So we yeah. had the. That's legit. Yeah, we used to have them in the cafeterias. <laughs> You're joking. Swear to God. You prom would, at prom would you know you we would, move on up in the world. Prom was at prom was at the Memphis in, in on a yacht <laughs> <laughs> in Burlington. <laughs> no, so our 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 semi and proms were in our gymnasium. Uh, so what are you mocking LHS? For no, I know, no, I'm trying to. Grade. No, I just no, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed at the uh, the throwback there that it's uh you know like the old days. So. True story. And I was a senior. I went to three proms, Dave, with three different dates. <laughs> same night was it? We like like um. It was not the same like, night. Like no, like went, Peter Brady. I like, went to like, uh, like the changing costumes. You know, I went between to three proms. I went to the Belmont High prom where I went, and then I went to the 
Bedford prom randomly. It's a last second emergency date for my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, many people I met that night I now hang out with in Bedford, which really? is interesting. But like we, oh, we were at the same prom. And I went to the Randolph prom also in 96. So I did a trifecta. There we go. This is junior or senior? Senior year. Interesting. Yeah, so that's what's up. Uh, other things are happening. Um, I went to a youth basketball game where there was a fight. I think I told you about this. In the post-game handshake line, um, one of our parents went over to like congratulate one of the opposing players on a game well played. And the other dad like got upset and then punched him in the face and then fled the scene. And the cops were called. And they found him and brought him back to the high school, uh, to the school. Was like a fugitive? Were they trying? So I don't him? know what happened. My wife was there. I'm like, what are you talking about? So bad parent behavior in youth sports, Chris, something you've probably seen before. Oh, absolutely. I'd never seen a punch thrown at, a, at an eighth grade travel basketball grade. game. But I did see other stuff, you know, much worse in younger grades. So like worst parenting of sports stories. I'm sure we got millions. Um, that was interesting that happened a few weeks ago. So quick, quick question for Chris. Yeah. Have you been, when you were in high school or middle school, any, um, any brawls? Yeah, any brawls that you, uh, you observed, but when? involved in uh i never i didn't witness this one but i i know that a couple years before i got to high school there was a incident in redding where some parents actually ended up killing another guy um over a dispute in hockey oh, was, i remember that yeah, oh that you're right that. That that's, a, that's, a low, that's a low yeah, high level real bad that's a low high level yeah did I throw anything at someone? <laughs> Any uh, seltzer from the balcony? No, I, I think there was. I think it was an LHS basketball game. There was a, some kind of brouhaha or something because they had a, they were the, the scorer was. Oh was, wait, there was a massive fight my freshman year yeah, high school uh, state tournament. This uh, is, tournament. We're playing. We're playing Andover in hockey first round and clash the Titans. We ended up <laughs> we, ended, we ended up losing, but uh, I guess as soon as the game ended. We had a few seniors on our team that had gotten kicked off the hockey team like two weeks prior to this game, yep. and they had showed up to the game. And what could go wrong? Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're already angry. They're not playing, and we end up losing. They all go in the parking lot. <sighs> Andover traveled pretty well, and I guess we didn't see any of it because we were still in the locker room. But I heard it was like people getting slammed on cars. Oh my god! Like cops everywhere. This is so. We're five minutes into this so far. This is great. <laughs> And, and and this year, as you probably saw, the the, the Wellesley, ne- Wellesley Needham, I think, playing on Thanksgiving, they had to end the game early because there was a full out brawl on the field with the players. For, wow, for football, they, and and like it would, like somebody was winning like forty two to nothing, so it wasn't close, but it, everyone just flipped out. So I mean, it's gone to the point where I go to games now, and if I'm uneasy in the crowd, hmm. I just leave because hmm. you know what. It happened. It happened the summer at a U nine softball game. I'm like, that stuff can't like, happen. Can't you're happen. like, people are that intense. I don't want to even be around it, and it stresses me. I'm, I'm like, I'm peace out. Bye. So like, having gone to the previous Woburn and Bedford game between these two teams, like, I knew that it was some, it could happen. And even the first quarter was really edgy. So I had to leave to go to like Holliston for a game, and then my wife called me. I'm like, not surprised, but just embarrassing. Bad. That's uh, bad. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you remember this, Chris. Do you remember? Do you, remember you have to, of course, na- name names, but w- why those young men were not on the on the hockey team? Uh, yeah, I think there was an arrest involved, uh, academic stuff. We had we had an interesting crew on that team. Well, I think I think ho- hockey has its individuals, right? Absolutely. So, uh, I think what every sport does. But speaking of hockey, Bedford, not track yeah, across country. There we go. Way to go <laughs> Never kids. Um, Bedford ranked number three, by the way, in D three right now for uh, for hockey. They have only have one loss. So you're all great. your boys' day. They play for Bedford, having a good season. I um, and with new coaches, no less. So they're doing real well. I think they should play Lexington. I think I think Battle that's, that's br- D one versus D three. You know? So there we go. Battle, Battle of the bridge. 
Ridge. Battle of the, Battle of uh, the, Battle Road. Battle of the of um, Battle of Whole Foods of uh, Bedford Street that turns into Waltham uh, that's, Street. That's probably then. too many syllables. Um, other than that, Semi uh, saw a fight and uh, the the weekly Liverpool update. Liverpool is still undefeated in league. Um, they had a. 87th minute winner. Chris Shaw is nodding his head. Have you watched any recent professional soccer? My roommate uh, likes to watch it Sunday morning. So, is, is if, he have a club he likes, or is he a Liverpool fan? Uh, like he's just have... just in general. Right, just so. does he play FIFA on his Sega? We don't we don't have that gaming system in our apartment. What do you have in your, in your apartment? Uh, I don't know each other's company oh. <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Old school. I like oh that. yeah, yeah. yeah my house. No, 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 we you guys aren't doing no. let's dance. No, 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 no. we have like ten years. Jeez, uh, Dave. Um, yes, we'll, we'll skip the stuff that we've learned recently. I have a question for you based on what's happened. Sure thing. Um, what's up with the coronavirus, and should we be worried about it? What is up with that, really? Um, They're sealing off cities of thirty million people in China. Yeah. The Chinese delegation to, to Bedford was just, you know, canceled, you know, to come. Well, was it? Yeah. Really? So, yeah, actually, so what's up? Actually, they just canceled. I think they canceled the Chinese New Year celebration in Lexington. Um, yeah, coronavirus is interesting. It surfaces every year in different ways. So this is this new novel virus, right, that they um, haven't identified yet. Yep. But you probably remember back to the SARS episodes of, I think, 2003. That's SARS, Sa- for those of you that, that handle your R's <laughs> correctly. S-A-R-S. <laughs> um, and MERS, which is another one. That's, That's the mid- Middle Eastern mid- respiratory. Yeah, and those... those are that MERS or MRSA? That MRSA is a staph infection, which... Um, MRSA is different? Yeah, yeah, totally. Bacteria, which okay. yeah, which you may see going through various sports teams um, due to hygiene issues. But yeah, so SARS and MERS are part of this coronavirus. And coronavirus is a pretty common virus. It actually causes... Um, respiratory stuff and GI illnesses, you know, just makes you sick, but not too sick usually. But this is this new virus, like the size that pops up. And it's, it's, um, they're kind of unique things because they're spread usually from animals and animals to animals, but rarely then they get spread to people and then possibly people to people. And they're not really sure right now with this coronavirus, how it's being spread, which is, which is a little bit scary. Um, but it started in some exotic meat market they said in China from like snakes and rats yeah. which people ate and then they got sick and then here we are right? yeah, the weird thing is like, I was actually doing a little research on this because now we're getting calls about this the MERS virus came from like camels they thought so mm-hmm. if you, uh, well, people it, eat camel yeah. not ar- well some people not do, around here yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah so that, so it's, it's spreading and these areas this, this is like a, a, a digression but people always talk about immunizations and exposures and we have a lot of travelers in this area, mm-hmm. you know, it's Bedford, Lexington. People coming out of the country a lot, um, and you know, people cut like you just said, you know, with, you know, with Chinese, um, you know, origins and China origins. So there's a, there's a, there's a. It, right now, it's in three states. I think California or four: Washington, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, close to where I'm heading. Mm-hmm. About really? So, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. in Maricopa County, which is. Scottsdale, yeah, yeah, yeah. huh? Yeah, and that's just kind of spread, um, just to, due to travel and exposures, and yeah, it's real, but it's kind of scary um, because we don't know what what it can do. I mean, besides, if you remember, it was like if you got it, you you really at high risk of getting pneumonia, and ten um, percent people died from it if you got it. Mm-hmm. Like coronavirus is kind of still evolving. Um, I think they've identified five cases now. I just saw on, on the CDC. so is it. I mean, cre- I mean, for the, for those listening that don't know, I mean, is, is it treatable? Is it viral? Is it bacterial? Is there medication? Is it just you know 
it's, quarantine it's, and watch it's, you know what's, it's, what's happening it's it's it's, it's yeah it's, it's it's cover your nose in, in, when you sneeze don't you know you know cover you know you know don't cough on people wash your hands real well yeah don't get it and don't spread it because there's actually no these viruses there's no treatment for it specifically so, so. compare this to like swine flu swine flu everybody freaked out about it made it here it felt like immediately and okay, like people got sick and they got better. Is it? Is it? Is it, I mean, it can't really be apples to apples, right? Is it different? So it's kind of similar. I, I, yeah. You never want to minimize a virus because you know we see like people in the office and we'll say, oh, you know, I, I try never to say it's just a virus because right. any virus can go just rampant on you sure. and, and really hurt you. And so yes, swine flu was it was a concern about it because if you got it, you could get really sick, but it didn't. There wasn't. It wasn't as bad as I expected. Again, with SARS too, I think there were like eight hundred. Um, deaths from it 700 deaths from it mm-hmm. so that's that's a lot um but the flu right right now i mean there's i think there's a um been eight thousand deaths in the united states from the flu you know which, which is we talked just, about two weeks which ago which is right? just yeah. the flu so yeah. i think i think this, this we have to still see where this goes so but i think it's going to spread this is my feeling um it, it's going to be an issue possibly in these in these areas especially with chris you know, you're traveling mm-hmm. um you know it, it's but it's going to be like getting exposed to some virus and you know airports are a huge risk planes are risks you know do you guys fly when you guys fly as a team? Are you on a? Um, um, we no, it's chartered. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. You know, I, hopefully it won't it won't it won't um, become too big a deal. But but people are getting sick and uh, some you know some people are very sick. So well, too bad. Um, the only news I'll share about you know what do I know about things is that you may have noticed that the governor signed a one point five billion dollar uh, school funding bill in the late fall, and everyone's excited about what that will mean. And in his first draft of the budget, um, which is subject to a you know, con- mass approval, um, basically saying, no, we're, we're going to allocate that money. Uh, we're going to underwrite um, some of the major cost drivers for districts, which include primarily, no surprise to any of us, you know, uh, employee benefits, special education costs, English language learners, and students from low-income families. Um, the reason this came about is because students from less uh, wealthy districts were saying, listen, your, your formula for calculating how much money you're giving us is wrong because these costs are spiraling out of control talked about last time, Dave, why we need more money for special education. Um, so we ran the numbers. It seems like Bedford will be getting $300,000 more um, for fiscal year 21, um, which is great. Um, that funding goes to the town and then is given to the schools and will give us some budget relief. I think I mentioned to you that we're about $460,000 short on the special ed costs. So this 300 k might make up for it. Um, of course, this is all subject to appropriation. Um, the budget is iterative, but no, the, the, the news was big. And uh, everyone knows that those four costs are driving, you know, why education costs are going uh, ahead of inflation and ahead of the 2.5% tax limit. So, so would that, stay would tuned. So that $300,000 make a dent? No, for certain. I mean, so I think I said to you, you know, we went to finance committee last week and said, listen, the school budget is $43 million and change, um, which is within the 3.5% that you've given us. But, like, we can't control these out-of-district special ed costs, which have risen 20%. And as you know, Dave, like even one student that needs to go to a day, you know, an overnight care school can cost you a quarter million dollars. And we can't say that isn't because we we can't not fund that. So we said, listen, we think we're going to be $400,000 short, um, create a transfer fund, special fund for us to draw on when we need it. But just know that we'll be getting 300K additional as a town. So really only asking you for $150,000 more dollars. So I, th- I think we'll probably get it, um, but um, I think Chris is doing the math right now. Yeah, well, three hundred, one fifty, four fifty is pretty easy. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of numbers, you know, Chris Shaw is here. Um, as I mentioned to you bef- before, you now was drafted thirty first overall in two thousand fifteen, but was first drafted in two thousand twelve by yep. the Mets. So, um, my first question, you know, is probably an eight part question. Um, <laughs> reflect on you know, as you went through LHS. 
like when did you kind of know that being drafted was going to be an option and did you feel a pressure to leave lhs and play baseball somewhere else uh, and b to go right into pro and not go play for bc yeah um you know going into into high school uh i honestly hadn't even thought which sport i wanted to play um if i wanted to pursue uh you know, athletics at a collegiate level uh for a long time i thought it was going to be hockey and uh you know as the writing became a little more clear on the wall and you know just the hockey route's difficult too where you, you know you could end up being a 22 year old freshman if you end up going and playing juniors and whatnot um and i knew i didn't want to do that and i also knew um education was important to me and uh baseball i about my sophomore year i'd say uh, i realized was going to give me that that mm-hmm. opportunity to to pursue um at a pretty high level um academically at that point uh i didn't know how good i was gonna be or was at the moment uh, i still remember having conversations with my dad about you know looking at nescac schools uh, yep. you know he went to bowden and played hockey there and um, we always talked about you know how that'd be a nice niche for me you know go somewhere where i could leave with a good degree and and have fun playing while i'm in school mm-hmm. um and then uh i ended up getting a scholarship off from Boston College kind of out of nowhere at a tournament down in Fort Myers that uh, hit a home run off a guy that was like committed to LSU or something and you know they just started pouring in after that and it was pretty overwhelming um and I wouldn't call myself a homebody I mean I live just about as far away as possible now and I'm pretty used to <laughs> pretty used to that but uh at the time I my mom, mom went to Boston College was one of seven five of her siblings went to Boston College my grandfather went to Boston wow. College so sure. That was kind of a dream come true for me, mm-hmm. and uh, just having that option to go play at a school you've dreamed about going your entire life, and and knowing, you know, if baseball doesn't work out, I'm going to have a BC degree to kind of you know set myself up. I didn't really look at being drafted by the Mets as a realistic option for me. Did you know? Did they give you a heads up like, hey, we might take you? Or it's like, oh, that's cool. I got a phone call from someone. You know, how did that I had been I mean, I had met with yeah. just about every team yeah. um that winter just as a courtesy because mm-hmm. that's just you know, you have to do those types of things. Um my junior summer was when I kinda started to realize that I was probably gonna get drafted. I'd played on yeah. this thing called the area code team for mm-hmm. the Northeast and we went out to Los Angeles um for about a week tournament. It's against the best two hundred players in the country. Yeah. Um, and I had a pretty good showing. So I knew I was going to get picked. Um, and the Mets, weirdly enough, like I had hardly heard from them. It was just – I knew they liked me. Um, and I know, you know J.P. Ricciardi is a, yep. a mass guy, sure. so I know he, he was around and whatnot. Um, but I remember they, they called a few days before the draft or something, and they asked if I would be interested in, you know, second-round slot money, which I think was around $700,000 or something like that. And I mean, I'm a 17-year-old, <laughs> 17-year-old kid. I'm like, holy Sounds great, crap, yeah. how is, I'd take $700. But, um, so I, but my dad, I remember, because the Red Sox were on me, like, hot. They wanted, they I, they were bringing me into Fenway a couple times a, yep. a month. And uh, I remember my dad just put a price tag out there that was just so unrealistic <laughs> that draft it them. deterred all the teams, <laughs> yeah, essentially. He wanted to go to um, DC. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that, education was always very important. My is parents. he still your agent? He he's a he, he partially, <laughs> <laughs> partially. But yeah, uh, never really thought um, 
going professionally right out of high school is going to be an option. Any pressure to go to like Austin Prep or baseball school or St. John's Prep? Uh, or, uh, my dad would never let me not go to public school. Awesome. He just I like that. That's yeah. a great statement. There were so many. Love uh, that. Yeah. There's so many. Like, I'm a huge proponent. I think you are public As school. You know, you know mm-hmm. we're a product of that. And, you know, and, and I always say, my wife and I grew up in Auburn, Maine. With the public school um, there, you know, in like LHS, right, like in high school, like at its worst, it's amazing, you know, and um, and there's a lot of athletes that that leave. And, yeah, and I, I just, I mean, I look at some of what my classmates are doing right now, and it is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, just the intelligence that comes out of that place. It's a great school. It's a great school. town. Yeah. Um, so you're drafted 31st, you know, and you know, do you know why the Giants had the 31st pick that year? It's a great story. Uh, I do. Tell, tell, remind <laughs> us why that is. Yeah. Uh, Pablo Sandoval yes. <laughs> uh, declined his qualifying offer from the San Francisco Giants and yep. signed a whatever it was six for 86 deal yeah, with, with the, the Red Sox, Sox and and then they, then you went to Giants because of that. Yeah. What a connection you and the Panda. I know. Um, <laughs> and then I ended up being his teammate, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Did you guys kind of wink at each other like, hey? Yeah, we've we've we've, we've talked about it <laughs> a few so times. Funny. I mean, he's also like. The Sox were still paying him while he was playing. Yeah, for the he was Giants, doing so, so he fine. Was, yeah. <laughs> he was laughing. The about resurrection it. Of, of Sandoval. Yeah. Um, so all those guys that went in the first round. There's there's some big names in the first round. Yeah. I'm sure you know that you know Walker Bueller and Benintendi yeah. and Bregman. Like, you know, did do all the guys that go up that high? Do you know that you're all kind of going early? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had that summer uh, leading up to the draft. I was down the Cape, so I think it was 2014. Yeah. Um, I had I had a really big summer mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, that's when all the projections started coming in and whatnot, sure. and teams were essentially asking, you know, what's it going to take? Mm-hmm. You, were, were you, what, what's going to make you go pro instead of going back for your senior year? Yep. Um, and leading, I think by April 1st of my junior year, my draft year, I was leading the country in homers. And I was hitting like 350-something, and then I, I broke my handmate bone. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, they had me slotted to go, you know, anywhere in the top 15 picks. Yep. So you have an idea. Mm-hmm. And then you went to thirty because of the hand. Yeah, I missed. I missed. I missed the last month and a half of wow. the season. And teams were not. Not all the teams were able to get their GMs and whatnot out. They're you know the decision makers. So yeah. I'm just thinking about the hand because I remember. I remember that yeah, surgery actually. Shoot up the yeah. scar. Yeah, but that was pretty straightforward surgery though, right? I mean, yeah, they, just, they it's, go it's in. It's pretty common thing. That yeah, because that ulnar uh, ligament attaches yeah. around the hook of handmade bone. They go and they just take that out, and I mean it's essentially. A, yeah unnecessary bone oh, yeah. just take your tonsils take, take it out money <laughs> um so you went to bc you, know, you played d1 baseball um what's it like playing d1 baseball in the northeast versus going to arkansas or lsu or a warm warm climate school people look down you say why would you do that why don't you come down south right? <laughs> yeah are, are it, you talking about florida and tennessee yeah i was uh, yeah. talking to vanderbilt and schools like that and unc's but uh it i liked it because i didn't feel like i was strictly a baseball player um you know, you go to these places down south, and everything is just manicured sure. and groomed for them, yep. and um, they have their own you know facilities where you can you can literally go to your field and just feel like you're not you're not even a student, um, which w- wasn't something I wanted. I went to college because I wanted to have that experience of being a college student and mm-hmm. and and have you know the friendships and and feel like you know I'm not just an athlete. Uh, it was difficult for sure, though. You know, the facilities we had at the time at BC weren't great. I still have memories of uh, 
you know, because they tailgated on a football on a, right for on right. our baseball field for football games. The Flint Fund donation gave you the, 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 the oh, tailgate yeah. rights. And uh, I remember vividly Sunday morning practices after a football game, going out there, lining up as a team along the foul line yeah. with trash bags, and just picking up chicken bones and broken glass so we could practice. And you felt really glamorous, huh? Oh, very glamorous. <laughs> but it, it gave you a sort of edge when you go down and you see what these guys have doing. I mean, we were literally the ones pulling the tarp ourselves yeah. and. You go to, you know, I keep saying UNC just because a lot of people were bothered by UNC, I'd say. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they had everything, you know, there for them. Yeah. And I, I just, I feel like there were a lot of good lessons um, instilled in us just through uh, the adversity we had to go through to compete in, you know, the best baseball conference, in my opinion, in college baseball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, you're lacking in a lot of, a lot of different areas. Interesting. I'm just having the image of chicken bones being picked up by Chris Shaw. That's just, cra- that's just crazy. Glamorous to me. Duty, it's right? funny how you can take, I mean, it's Boston College, right? That's yeah. a high level school and a, I mean, a high level community education. And your, and your, one, of the, one of your memories or focuses is on how it kept you humble and how it kept you real, right? Which is kind of, Dan and I were talking before you got here about, I mean, you went to Lexington High School, right? That's not. That's no small potatoes in terms of education, in terms of this is a great community, all the surrounding communities. But, something has kept you real and kept you humble, you know, and uh, like, to what would you attribute that, do you think? Oh, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, I think deep down, I don't, it, it, it's, it's honestly, it's hard to put a, put a finger on that one just because I think a lot of people, they ask me things along those lines and they're like, well, you're a professional baseball player. That's like, that's my job. That's like that's what I do for a living. But I don't look at myself as Chris Shaw, a professional athlete. I look at you know, Chris Shaw, born and raised in Lexington, Boston College grad, whatever. Like, just I'm I'm my own person. Baseball's mm. just is what I do to you know, for a living. Um, and I think that helps keep me level headed because I think a lot of times people will come into you know whatever moderate fame, whatever you want to call it, and uh, it'll go to their head just because they think they have to act a certain way that. You know, I've worked my whole life to get to this point. You know, I'm, I'm entitled to be like this now, and, and it's just not the case. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, this makes me think of you know people refer to Lexington or these communities as a bubble, right? And my and my girls who both like you, you know, both my older ones at least yeah. that you know in Madison that you know as yeah. well, um, they say they actually was like a bubble inside a bubble. You know, and I think that when you when you realize how lucky we are. Um, to be in a community like this and have the families that we have, and that's where I'll go with this. Like that's what keeps you, who you are, and keeps you grounded. And knowing your parents, right? And knowing yeah. your relationship with them, with your brother and your extended family, which I, which we could you know could speak to for a long time. Mm-hmm. You have this great, um, you're, you're grounded. You know, you're real. And that's yeah. Pretty, and I have I have an incredible support system, and I have people that keep me accountable. Um, yeah. Of course, your dad's trying to get you the most money, you know. <laughs> Agent dad. Yeah. But uh, who he's also a big, he was a big athlete too, right? I was just watching this thing on um, Lex Media where we are right now. I was watching this documentary on or some kind of group from the Lexington High School hockey team of. Yeah, the class of, what was he, 78? Yeah. I believe. Yeah, they were, they were came in second in states, I guess, that year. Lost to Matt Non at the Garden. Um, I mean, I, the stories from that team, the coach Meacham, he, my dad talks about that guy like, you know, like somebody would talk about a Bill Belichick type person. Really? Yeah, just super impactful on, on a lot of those guys' lives. And uh, a lot of my dad's best friends are those high school hockey guys that he played with. Um, and, you know, it's really special. And I remember just when I was little, 
uh, you know, listen to those stories and just uh, aspiring to want to be like that and, and play for a team like that and, and be in Lexington and, uh, and and be able to win. We didn't necessarily do it in hockey, baseball. We did it, but uh, but yeah. Was he a two? Was he a multi-sport athlete as well? He was. He played. Uh, he played tennis in high school as well. Hmm. Hockey, tennis. Um, Not the most common combination. No, it's, it's a lot of a lot of hockey. Like yeah. We were talking before you got here also about um about Tom Glavin, right? From yeah. the Barricka fame, who was a it was a dual like yeah. hockey baseball player, right? Yeah, drafted yeah. in both out of high school. Yeah, that was so, a goalie. Yeah, it's tr- is it was a goal? He was a yeah. goalie. He was a goalie. I know I believe. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um. Yeah, I think I think again, your family and you, you know, speaks volumes to who you are. So that's just where I was going. All right, so Chris, do you remember what happened on uh, September third, two thousand eighteen? Uh, was I in Colorado? Yeah, mm. <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, Eight, eighth inning. What happened? Was it a Coors Field special? The homer? Or was it legit? <laughs> I think I got, I got, I got <laughs> clapped that thing pretty well. But <laughs> talk about it. Uh, do, yeah. do you remember who it was off of? Uh, Sung Wano. That's exactly right. Nice yeah. job. Yeah, you don't you don't forget your first one. Uh, but, I figured you wouldn't. There we go. <laughs> uh, I think I'd, I'd been up for about a week at that point. Yep. Uh, it was like 0 for 6 to start because yep. I'd just gone through the gauntlet of Noah Syndergaard and <laughs> <laughs> all the mess. Was, that, was the hair distracting? Very. Just, that was what it was, just the hair, <laughs> not the 100 not, mile. Not the hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I came I, – I, I didn't start that day because they, they were throwing Tyler Anderson, who's a lefty. Yep. Um, it was a day game, uh, seventh or eighth inning, whatever it was. Uh, Alan Hansen had just gotten up and hit – a solo home run to tie the game yep. and Boach had both me and Chase Darno yep. ready in the tunnel because he's like hey, I don't know where I'm gonna go right now mm-hmm. if they if they if they go lefty here Chase you're hitting yep. if they stick with Sungwon oh Shala you're in there yep. um, and sure enough he stayed in there so I didn't even take a swing on deck it's it was literally a situation was like all right Shaz you're up walk, walk up right the stairs yep. straight to the on de- or straight into the batter's box um Went O two quick, yep. <laughs> real quick, and uh, <laughs> he just he hung a slider middle middle and um, caught it out front, and I just I knew as soon as so I hit, hit it, it, yeah, I knew. And, and did you did you were you cool about it? Yeah, I'm never too I'm never too <laughs> over the top as far as you know letting yep. letting other pitchers know. Yep. Um, but <laughs> you were skipping was, around the bases like I would have been did like you got the sound treatment in the dugout like this is a big deal. Rook, no, because because it, it put us up. We, <laughs> oh, it, was, it was the eighth inning yeah, yeah. and that, that put us up by one run. Um, so everyone was just celebrating at that point, and it was just incredible. The bullpen uh, bartered with the fan that caught the ball for me. They yep. sent him up a bunch of signed stuff, and yeah. uh, they were able to get the ball, and I still have it, and that's something i'll cherish for the rest of my life so i can't get that ball for my for the auction <laughs> might, might hold on to that, that goes one. to cooperstown so, so i've never asked i've never asked a, a professional baseball player this question before i haven't talked to many professional baseball players um it is it might be a trite question but how do you see the ball uh it's like anything else you, you do it enough on a consistent basis you actually it just becomes see it? Sec- you actually yeah, of course you, you have to make decisions I mean, if i was know? up there right now against if I went up there right now without seeing live pitching for the past four months, I would be cross. Like, I wouldn't even see it's, the ball. I would probably, I'd probably hear it, hit the glove. That's about it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you, What would you do? What about me? You put, I, you'd I'd probably put swing that bat out. You'd I'd probably, probably swing at miss. You'd be in the bunch stance. Uh, thanks, dude. Um, <laughs> who's your favorite player growing up, Chris? Uh, I loved Manny Ramirez, Manny and Ramirez. Josh Hamilton was a, a guy I wanted to play like, uh, not necessarily be like. But Have you, have you met either of them? Uh, I have not. Um, oh. I also I loved Will Clark, who oh, nice. is now um, somebody I talk to pretty frequently. Really? He's sure. he's he's still very involved with the Giants, mm-hmm. and um, he texts me probably 
once every couple of weeks during the season, just checking awesome. in and whatnot. Yeah, he's great. How was it? A playing at Fenway and B seeing Yaz and Yaz together. At yeah, Fenway. was that unbelievable? Yeah, that was. Uh, you know, you talk could, about that weekend. Like, what was it like for you? Oh, yeah. uh, it was super surreal. Um, just, I don't remember a lot of it because there's just so much going on. And uh, I think in moments like that, when your emotions are just jacked on literally every single spectrum they possibly could be, it's just mm-hmm. kind of becomes a blur after the fact but it was from what i do remember it was uh it was the most incredible thing i've ever done in my life mm-hmm. i grew up playing you know in greater boston area and every time you lace up and go out there you imagine yourself playing at fenway park mm-hmm. and to to be able to do that and uh to be able to do that in front of friends and family and um not only that like i i could i knew that my teammates knew what it meant to me as well mm-hmm. and like the older veteran guys you know coming over and just like you know, they wanted to see what it meant to me as well. Mm-hmm. Because when you see somebody like that, you know, it's like for me watching Yaz. Like I wanted to be around Yaz when we were at home and he was right. around his grandfather because that's just such a cool, unique experience mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I said surreal a lot so far, but it, like it is surreal. It's almost like a supernatural type of thing, especially when he goes yard. Right. Like the Unbelievable. next night. Unbelievable. It's like, Unbelievable. Are, you, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was just, you couldn't, you couldn't script it better. Well, you had an incredible year last year. You know, pulled the stats, obviously, and you got 27 doubles, 28 homers, 94 RBI. You know, what, what's what do you, what's the best case scenario for you this year? You know? Yeah. Um, what are they, and what are they telling you? You know, what are yeah. They, uh, so Kapler actually uh, flew into Boston um, about two weeks ago and had yeah. lunch with Yaz and myself. Yep. Uh, we actually went to Zatzig's Deli in Brooklyn. What is Zatzig's? Nice. Yeah, it's been there. It's <laughs> What'd you get? What'd you get? Good yeah. food. What I, I? We just we had breakfast. Call I think. French toast. That's a good call right there. <laughs> yep, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he just essentially said you should be you should be pretty excited about the opportunities you're gonna have this year. Sure. So like, how big is he in person? Is he huge? He's Gabe Kapler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he. Uh, he's I, I could probably. I can probably. He's still gigantic. He must be. Yeah. yeah. And he's. I can. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't care because it's so publicly documented at this point. He uh, <laughs> he ordered. We sat down. I had. I think I had like the eggs Benedict and yep. something else. Sure. Yaz got. Uh, I think Yaz did get the French toast and That's like smart. some eggs and stuff. Yep. Cap ordered eight eggs over medium, steak tips, and a side of bacon. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they all went to his pipes. Oh, my God. Not, yeah. Not as yoked. Do you have a comfort food or a, fo- a, a meal prep before you uh, play? Like, uh, I try to keep it as light as possible uh, pregame. More often than not, though, uh, if – so you wouldn't have eight eggs and a slab of bacon? No. Like, close to game time, we usually have, like, a salad bar. So I'll go grilled chicken breast and, you know, some spinach or whatever. Oh, tofu. Um, no, it's <laughs> avoid the tofu. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not superstitious in this regard, but if I have a good game and I ate something, I'll eat that same thing. Oh, for, for sure. So a lot of times that's Chipotle. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah. excellent. Oh, I've never oh, been to it. Chipotle. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like I'm going to go yeah. now. Yep. That's great. Um, so, I mean, Kapler, I've, I've always wondered this, right? How much impact does the manager have in baseball on the team's performance? Do you think it's more or less than in other sports? Because, um, I mean, it's, all, it's a totally individual sport. It's a, yeah. it's a matchup every pitch. It absolutely you know? is. I, so is, is it really about pulling strings? Is it really about setting expectations? Like, what is the most important job the manager has? Best, is it up to him or is it really up to you? You know, Obviously, there's in-game decisions yeah. that you know, all managers have to make, yeah. whether the pitching changes, who's – you know, matchup stuff like that. But in my opinion, the the best managers, and um, I haven't played for Cap yet, so I can't really speak mm-hmm. to him. But you know, like you said, it's a very individual sport. You know, you're in the batter's box. It, it 
you know, it's a team game, but it's you and that pitcher. Like yeah. it's it's that. So for me, a manager that can can essentially get the most out of a player as building confidence mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. I mean, because we are his assets on the field, and finding a way to communicate to allow each player to perform to their max ability um, is is honestly the biggest impact that they can have in a game. So uh, that that's, I mean, personally, that's my opinion is, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they can find a way to get each player to play their best, that's the impact they have during these games. The decision-making stuff I think is a little less important. Mm-hmm. Um, Do the players know the good managers right away? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's relationship based a lot of the times too. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like anything else, trust takes time. Mm-hmm. And so, are you still a Red Sox fan? Uh, <laughs> I am. I can't, I can't believe you paused on that one. Well, I mean, I, no. I like. Will I watch the current team and like root for them? No, absolutely not. But I, you know, I grew up loving the Red sure. Sox. I, the history and everything sure. is still near and dear to my heart. And um, yeah, they just you can't grow up in this area right. and just turn that off. Yeah. And why aren't you crazy about this team right now? It's just the fact that I'm competing against, against them. Yeah, that's right. Is that, is that how like, you know when you, like, for basketball games, right, or any sports, right? There's that there's camaraderie, maybe before or after the after the match. Is that, you know during during the game? It's all it's just you know it's, there's, there's no camaraderie there. Like, yeah, I mean, actually, I should take that back because I see you everybody on first base talking and talking back and forth. You know, yeah, I've I've always been. Um, I like to view myself as a fairly fierce competitor, and you know, I want to, I want to beat you when I'm playing against you. But at the same time, you want to arm wrestle right now? <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> it's a 160 game season, yeah. and we see a lot of the same guys, sure. t- tons throughout the year. Yeah. So, I, mean, I like to build relationships when I can, and if I see a guy when I'm playing first base that I know, I'll talk to him while he's yeah. on base. What do you say? Like, hey, hey, yeah, nice to see you. How's, yeah. how's it going? What was, what was he throwing? What, you know? you, what are you chewing? <laughs> how, yeah, <laughs> you know, how's your family? Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially, I mean, teams like Colorado. Um, yeah, you see them all the time uh, through the minors. Every single level, we're in the same league together. So yeah. I get to know these guys. Sure. I mean. I have friends on the Rockies that I've known since I was 21 years old and, yep. you know, I'm 26 now. So, these, I mean, they're actually, they're friends at this point. So interesting, you know, because when you're on first base, which you get too often, if not third base, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, you're, you're schmoozing with a first baseman. This is a random comment for me, but it's like you're yelling out to the pitcher, how's it going today? Good <laughs> no, to you don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, like, there's, there's not, do that. They don't get any of that, unfortunately. You and the catcher may talk a little bit, right? The yep. pitcher gets gets no love. Yeah, usually when you, you, you know, <laughs> step in with a catcher, it'll be just like a, hey, how you doing, blah, 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 and then it's, you know, straight to business. But at first base, when it's less... You know, it's the game's not focused on you at that point necessarily. You can. So what if you walked up loosely. for next game, right? Yep. In, in honor of this question, and you walk up and you just wave at the at the pitcher. You know, I'd probably be wearing he, one. Yeah, you say he might beat you. <laughs> he like, might beat you. <laughs> if you went hello, <laughs> it's like a field of dreams. He winks at him. He brushes him back. Exactly. Ouch. I know the Sox aren't playing in the same minor league system as the Giants are, but do you know any current Red Sox from college ball or? Uh, on the big league team yeah. currently, yeah. Uh, let me think who's up there. I know Mike Shorn um, went to Maryland. Yeah. We've faced each other quite a few times. Uh, I don't have to take a look. I know Bobby Dahlduck hasn't debuted yet, but I've known Bobby since the Cape League. Yeah, um, and few. I'd have to honestly look at their roster. You have a walk-up song? 
uh, towards the end of last year, it was Dancing Queen by ABBA. Get <laughs> out. <laughs> is, that gonna, is that uh I think an I ironic choice or like, hey. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny backstory to it. <laughs> yeah, we had our fantasy that. football draft. Uh, I was in AAA. Um, it was probably like August 25th. We were Sacramento, doing Sacramento, right? Yes. And we had finished our fantasy draft, and I was hitting well. Um, and I was fairly certain I was, you know, getting called back up. Yep. Um, and I had we we had a game before we had the draft because we were just having it at the stadium in one of the uh, one of the suites. And finished the draft. I get back to my apartment. It's probably like, I don't know one o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. and had a had a few Bud Lights during the draft. <laughs> yep. And I had had a tough game that night, and there's there's something that just wasn't right. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like I, I just I just lost my feel out of nowhere, sure. which which will happen. Yep. Um, so I was sitting in my living room in my apartment and I just put my headphones on and I was just kind of sitting there on shuffle and I had, <laughs> a, uh, I had like this piece of, it was like a wood beam in my closet yep. that you could take off where I would, would hang my clothes and yep. whatnot. Yep. Um, cause I didn't have a bat in my apartment by design cause I'd be swinging it all the time <laughs> if I did. Uh, and I grabbed the beam and I just kind of stood there and I just started swinging. I had a big glass sliding door that went onto my porch that was fairly reflective. Um, and I was just sitting there just trying to figure out what exactly it was in my swing that I needed to, to fix. And like out of nowhere, as I found like what I thought was going to be the fix, uh, dancing queen came came on on. and I was like, as I was swinging, I was like, this is kind of nice. Like I feel really smooth listening to this right now. I feel good. And next night I made it my walk-up song and I hit three home runs, had seven RBIs, <laughs> and we clinched the Northern Division. Yeah, so yeah, you're so superstitious. Yeah, I'm not, oh I'm not, not changing it. So if Dan, you, if you were going to have a walk-up song, what would it be? Oh, I mean, we're really reaching. I would change it regularly because I, 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 I jump from music to music pretty quick. I do. Were, did, were you ever in Washington for the for the Baby Shark walk-up song? Did you see that for Gerard I mean, he was my He was my teammate for a while last oh my, year. But he didn't have it. No, he, he didn't only, have it in San Francisco. What was your reaction? Like, that's the best thing ever or that's so lame? Because I thought it was spectacular. Yeah, I, I think it's hilarious, yeah. but it, he was also kind of late to the party. Guys had had that already. Oh, I that think right? it just blew up. Just because he, he did it? Yeah. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, toughest pitcher you faced, is it Syndergaard? Somebody else? Uh, I don't know. That's a... Difficult question because there's pitchers that I just you feel comfortable off of that you just never have success off of. Sure. Um, whether that be, you know, there's there's plenty of those little lefty sidearm guys that I just mm-hmm. I, I can't figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, Syndergaard's definitely up there. Um, trying to think, Josh Hader from Milwaukee is just not a fun at bat mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Jeffries uh, in 2018, I think he had a bit of a down year last year, just velocity wise. But when when I saw him in 18, he was throwing like 98 mile an hour screwballs, mm-hmm. and he was tough. Um, I don't have to think who else. So you know, I assume that the Giants are using data as everyone else uses yeah. data now. Yep. So what does the data say about you? What are they telling you? It says it like should you be better at something? Yeah. What should you be swinging at? You know, what's your project? You know, I mean, what? what, what yeah. Humbly, um, humbly, like, what does the data say you're going to? So be I'm, at? I'm, I'm in like the top one percent of baseball as far as exit velocity um, and hard hit rate. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and Kapler was reading off all these like super sabermetrical stats that yeah. I just I have no idea what he's talking about half the time. I was like, Cap, just stop. What? <laughs> what are we saying? But hit the ball hard. Good yeah, job. hit the ball hard. <laughs> um, basically, the what the analytics is told. Uh, myself and has told our front office is that 
uh, like I have, I have a very high ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, if I can tighten up, you know, play discipline, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, because people just, they don't hit the ball as hard as I do. Um, so I like analytics in that regard. Uh, it kind of can paint a picture for what a player could be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like when you look at, so for me, I, I can interpret that data and say, okay, I excel at this. So this is how I can get good rather than look at, all right, you're, you're actually, you're really bad at this yep. and this is why. So you know, I, I like to look at it as far as, you know, a predictive sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And defensively left field is going to be it first base. What are they saying? Uh, a little combo. Um, Farhan during my exit meeting last year said, you know, wanted me to get working in the outfield again. Yep. Um, he said he feels comfortable at first base. So mm-hmm. it's just going to, be a situation where you know as many as many different gloves as you can have in your bag the better versatility is the name of the game now mm-hmm. um just with the way that they do payroll etc um it, it it you know bodes well for a player if they can play multiple positions so i'm going into camp this year literally willing to play anywhere anywhere and you're in year three or four of your rookie deal what is it uh so this will be my i guess i'd be up for an ARB hearing in two years from now. I'm not even sure what that would be then. And you, I mean, but you're, I mean, you're an asset. Yeah. So a lot of upside. Yep. A lot of projection. Yes. Absolutely. One might say that you're tradable. Yeah. Do you um, feel, I mean, I mean, it's baseball, it's a business. Do you feel like the giants are going to be good to you and you're, you they've know, been, you know? they've been great to me yeah. uh, my entire career. Uh, just, as far as it's it's always felt like a family yep. um, i've been with them since 2015 mm-hmm. so I, I know everybody in the organization top to bottom um feels very comfortable with just about anybody and uh it's it's nice that i also feel like there's a, a level of honesty mm-hmm. um with, with everybody who's who are the decision makers and i mean i've had some really hard conversations just like any other player has yep. with 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 a lot of these guys but um at the end of the day you know, they've been to their word um, for just about everything we've talked about, and uh, that's really all I can ask for. And, so. and there's room for you in those positions? Yeah. Are you on the 40-man roster? Yeah. Yep, I'm on the 40. Going to Major um, League Camp, and like, hey, yep. you, you're, you... Yep. So you think it's likely that you'll be starting the game, starting the year in uh, the majors? You're hoping that's the case? Uh, you know, that's... Did somebody come in on offseason that's sort of in front of you, or you're, no, you're the guy, right? No, it's... Yeah. Well, I mean... There's no guarantee with anything. Yep. Um, it's it's a situation where I'm going to have an opportunity to go in and compete, and if I win a job, I win a job. If I don't, I don't. Uh, but I don't necessarily like to look at it as anything's a guarantee because that can kind of change the way you work and mm-hmm. um, can kind of change your mindset. I kind of always liked having that underdog uh, mentality. Just it gets the best out of myself, and uh, that's going to be the way I look at this spring. So I have a question, if I may. Yeah. When's the last time that you played um, Pepper? Pepper, wow. <laughs> that uh, was a staple of us growing up in baseball, yeah, right? Yeah, God. Or a little rundown on the field with your. I mean, I've been in plenty of rundowns. <laughs> I, I don't. Last time I played Pepper, like, and it wasn't just like a screwing around. Like, we actually was like, let's play Pepper yeah. and acknowledge that we're playing exactly. Pepper. <laughs> was. Middle school, I guess. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of middle school, I'm B- sitting here. Day. Yeah. I'm actually sitting here with this memory I just thought of of the um, of the infamous middle school play that you were in. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Bye bye birdie. Bye bye birdie. And you were Conrad. Conrad birdie. And I actually remember your mom was very proud of you, as was as was the community. <laughs> right? We we saw great things from you, and <laughs> and we I actually I actually borrowed the DVD um, of that, and we watched it as a family. I remember Hannah, my oldest, saying, "Why are we watching this?" Like, we're watching. <laughs> 
for Roger for Conrad. <laughs> That's Chris Shaw. Well, that was, so how, was, how was that experience for you? I loved that. Uh, I remember, so you know Jason Zanis, one, well. one of my best friends from Lexington growing up who's uh, living in D.C. working at Deloitte now. But uh, Jay, when we were in sixth grade, Jay locked down um, one of the lead roles in Fiddler on the Roof. Really? And I remember going to it, and I had never done any like choral stuff or musical, any anything along those lines. Um, I remember me and a couple of our buddies, you know, we went just to support Jason. And I just remember just being enamored at how cool I thought everything was. Mm. And I was like, I want to, I think I want to do that. And I told my buddies, and they're like, no, you don't, dude. You're a, you're a hockey it's player. It's like high school yeah. musical in real life. Yeah, yeah. honestly. <laughs> seriously, was, and then I showed up next year, and, you know, Jess Delgado, who was oh, yeah, still, uh, yeah, running still going. It. Yeah, yeah, she is. She she gave me the role of Conrad. I, I, I took it. I ran with it, and I had an absolute blast. Um, and you sang very well. I remember that very well. Thank you. Yes, you got so, so, good voice for podcast. So I tell you, also, before, 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 you know, last last time we were talking about um, the uh, young man from Everett, who you may know was also from Lexington, <laughs> yeah. who, oh, yeah. who had that that hurled the <laughs> the uh, hard seltzer from the from the the three hundred three of uh, so so the, but the. That was a kind of a crazy sports experience from a fan. Do you have any either being a fan in the stands or being a player on the field of something crazy like that you might have witnessed? I've, I mean, we've had our fair share of streakers coming across the field. Um, That's that. That was an interesting one. I've been in a few tornado warnings during games, which are terrifying. You just got to get because you're just in the clubhouse. Yeah. Um, If if, I mean the stadium's coming down, you're going down with it. So (laughs) that's a pretty (laughs) helpless feeling. Uh. Other than that, I don't know. I guess some fairly boring experiences. Yeah, so you have to make sure lines. you wear your helmet, right, in case the seltzer comes down. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, are you still a Patriots fan? Still yeah. Like, so you, you support Boston teams, it's not the Red Sox because it's hard. Yeah. So yeah. Tom Brady coming back or not? What do you think? I think so. You think so? Yeah, I do. Not going to yeah. go play for the Las Vegas Raiders. Is that what they're saying? Uh, among others, there's a picture of him and Mark Davis. Like, what about what happened to Derek Carr? I mean, would you rather have Tom Brady? I don't know. Oh, that's true. Um, and Bruins, a must be Bruins fan. Obviously. I love the Bruins. You watch the All Star game? Uh, I watched the skills competition. It's I didn't watch. Knock won the MVP. Yeah, what do you have? Like four goals. I mean, it's the All Star game. It's like, like the yeah. All Star game. It's like, what are we doing here until the last two minutes? Yeah. Right? You know, speaking speaking of hockey, speaking of talking about injuries and your handmate injury, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like you, but you played hockey in high school, right? You, you and you had you already on this path to BC, right? They you already you know spoken to them. Yeah. Then you had that you had a pretty significant mm-hmm. uh, ankle injury, right? And yeah, I. Uh, so I had a syndesmosis. Was it syndesmosis? That yeah. You said? Yeah. I don't remember. Said it beautifully. We're just we're just not our heads. <laughs> um, yeah, that happened. My junior year of high school, I'd already committed to Boston College to play baseball, and we were, had practice at Hayden. I uh, went in the corner to pick up a puck, and uh, one of the guys for checking uh, went to poke check, and he missed my stick, and he hit my skate, and basically uh, my feet came out from under me, and my right skate. Um, planted right where the boards meet the ice and got stuck and my body kept going and just ripped everything mm. actually it, it was a good thing I was in the skate because um, it kind of stabilized everything because um, otherwise it could have gotten pretty bad I guess and they were shocked I didn't fracture my bones mm. or anything like that uh, but we went in saw Dr. Theodore at Mass General and got the procedure done we had it was a relatively new one at that point I mm. guess they used some tight ropes um, instead of screws uh, they, it was plated on the outside, and they just ran those through. I guess Kevin Falk had had it uh, a month, yeah. couple months prior to that, and he recovered really well. And Gronk had it after you, I think, right? So he, he I think Gronk, yeah, Gronk ended up having it. And weirdly enough, that surgery, I had surgery the same day as Tom Brady by the same doctor. 
Really? Theodore did. I forget what Tom was having. We in, way, we in the weight room together, just talking a little bit. <laughs> I think he wasted nice, a nice gown. nicer area. <laughs> nice gown. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that was. I remember that's the exact, crazy. I remember the exact date because I have to fill it out on every medical form I ever do now for baseball. It's January twentieth, uh, two thousand eleven, and they told me I wasn't going to play baseball that year, and uh, I was ready opening day of the high school season. That's great. Yeah. So Theodore did Gronk and other famous stars besides yourself and Schilling, the bloody sock. He was mm-hmm. on that team. So Yeah. It was gone good. You have a favorite baseball movie? Uh, I love Bull Durham. Mm. Is that now is that is that real life or is that an embellishment? That's, no, that, that's that's pretty close to really what it can be like, yeah. Okay. Quick question, have you ever seen or heard of Long Gone? No. Long no. Gone, HBO oh movie, God. which predated it. It was the, probably the original Bull Durham. If you can, you you can recommend find, that to me a long You can time find ago. it on YouTube. Not only is it a great movie, but it's oh uh, got God. a great theme song, Long Gone. Wow. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, Moneyball fan? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, what, what's the interaction with the A's at all? Because you're in the same town. Any? Like, do you see I mean, those I, guys around? Yeah, or? I know a lot of those guys. Yeah. Like, I've played against Matt Olson since we were yep. 13. Um, Pinder went to Virginia Tech when I was there, so I know him pretty well. Yeah. Um, have you met Billy Bean? I've not. Okay, cool. Never met Billy it's a real life Billy, like the Billy in the movie. You know, probably not. I mean, to me, it's my all time favorite movie. I think it's so yeah. interesting. But so is Bull Durham. I mean, right. incredible baseball movies. Right. Um, Rookie of the Year is good. Yeah, our our current president yeah. of baseball ops, Farhan Zaidi, was yeah. Billy's Billy Bean's like right hand man during that. Yeah, the, the, the rookie, not rookie of the year. The one with Dennis Quaid's a really good one. No, the, the one where the guy, with the guy, with the guy, his elbow gets tightened up. Right, no, I know that it. one. That's what I'm talking about. Henry Rowan. Yeah, Henry oh, Rowan. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. How about Damn Yankees? That's a good one too. You've okay. seen Damn Yankees? No. I've seen it live. Jerry Lewis. Oh, you're, you're a little older than we are. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> get the grayest hair in the room. Other spooch, uh, Hoosiers, Mighty Ducks. What are some great spots? Other favorite sort of Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. I just watched another one. It was on. I think it's on. Netflix or something. It's called Everybody Wants Some, I think. I don't know that one. It's it's new, but it, it follows. Mm. It's a college baseball team in like oh, Southern nice. California. It just kind of follows their whole. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. It is it is worth so a watch. Is it real? It's like reality. No, it's it's a it's a fictional ah, movie, but yeah. it's it is hilarious. That's awesome. Um, we should ask you about the the what's happening with with the with sign stealing. And yeah. So I know what you sort of can say and can't say. Like obviously, it's having incredible ripple effects across the majors. Yep. Managers having to lose their jobs, players getting off, you know, for free as an exchange for mm-hmm. testimony. Like, what's what's your take on that? Just generally, you know. I mean, it's really disheartening. Yeah. Uh, you, you hate to see the integrity of baseball. Um, in that manner mm-hmm. just were there whispers of it like yeah that you, so like yeah. it wasn't a surprise when like oh yeah like i don't know that or, you know. i don't know that we knew it was to the extent of you know using the technology mm-hmm. that they were using and those mm-hmm. buzzer apparatuses yeah. and whatnot uh but you know we, we've heard the murmurings like the trash can thing when that came out i was like okay that that's along the lines of stuff we've been hearing because sure. i mean we had heard stuff as far as you know there'd be a a guy sitting in center field you know a guy in a red shirt and a guy in a green shirt yep fastball coming red would stand up off speed green would stand up yep um and you know that that was the extreme end that we thought it was at mm-hmm. uh because i mean sign stealing is a part of the game yep. if, yes, if, exactly. if if i have the ability to pick your signs yeah. we're, we're gonna do it well your pitch from how they're holding the ball in the glove or yeah, yeah exactly if the catcher's not covering it's or rudimentary whatever, it's natural yes right? i mean it's that it is a part of baseball yeah. like there that is a skill um but when you when you bring the technology into it, and you've, I'm sure you've seen a lot of these players um, talking about how, yeah, yeah it, it it hurts the integrity of the game, 
but you're also hurting people's careers. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of the the rookie who's going into Houston and he's starting against the Astros in his debut, and they have all his signs, and he gets shelled, and he's back in the minor leagues, and mm-hmm. it's hard enough mm-hmm. to. I mean, it, getting to the big leagues is you know it's difficult. Staying is hard, and when you have teams literally taking the I mean, baseball is it's like a chess match. You, you, you don't know what's going to happen. That, and that's what makes it so beautiful to me is that I don't know what this pitcher is going to do. I have an idea of what I want to look for from him, but I don't know for a fact what's coming. Yep. If I know for a fact what's coming, I'm not playing baseball in my head anymore. It's a different game entirely, and that's what it became. And uh, that just doesn't sit well with me, and I know it doesn't sit well with a lot of majority of guys in the big leagues. Um, so it's I'm glad they're you know getting ahead of it and um, you know putting some – Putting in some, you know, whatever, suspensions and whatnot. Uh, the player testimony for, um, you know, to be completely safe is a little ridiculous in my head. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. We'll see. Um, other things that have come up this offseason, you know, rumors that are they going to abolish the shift? <laughs> that and, and so that's my two questions, my last two questions. One, like, how do you feel about abolishing the shift? Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Two, mm-hmm. games are, are definitely too long. Way and, too long. And, you know, well, I think just, a lo- they're getting longer despite everyone saying we're going to make them shorter. So is, is there any solution that you can think of that they aren't already talking about? You know? um, but do you mind the games being long? I mean, that's your life, but you love playing baseball, right? Standing around. Yeah, but I, it's just the, you know, the, the con- where, I mean, where, where, where do you have to, where do you have to go, Chris? Like, what do you have to do? You, <laughs> So I mean, because you can hanging out with your friends you at first base. Too long. It's, but you're not going home and playing any FIFA Sega because you're, you're busy. I mean, it's an unwritten rule in baseball. If if a game has good pace to it, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to say it because you'll jinx it in a second and you'll end up being there way longer than you need to be. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. But I think that a big part of why games have been taking so long was the fear of sign stealing. That's why there was always the mound visits and it's like, Hey, we're, we're, we're changing the signs. Even, even going back 10 years when there's a whole Red Sox Yankee games would go so long. That was the, that was one of the reasons. Well, I think that those games, was it Nomas and big puppies like routines getting into the, uh, getting to the batter's box. I think that Red Sox Yankees games and Giants Dodgers games, um, they're just, they mean, so much more yeah. that everything is Every a little is exactly. Yeah. I think that contributes to the length of the game times there. Do you have just? Do you haven't answered the question yet? But would you? Is there any routine that you go into the batter's box if you don't do? Then you have to step back out and do it. Um. Well, or it's just that walk-up song, Dancing Queen. No, there. I mean, I do. I do the same thing every time I get in the box. Um, but that varies year to year. Like I'll have a routine. I'm not sure what it's going to be this year. It's usually, you know, you clean out the box one way. Step out, take two swings. And why is that? And why is you know with 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 foul shots, right? Or any golfers like this? Why is? I mean, I know maybe the answer, but why is that so important to there's an athlete? So there's so much out of our control throughout the season, and it's really easy to get distracted and take yourself out of um, you know the right mindset that uh, a consistent routine really just builds the sound foundation for. All right, I don't have to think about this. This is just natural, and it'll let, it frees your mind. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear that. I mean, that's, yeah. it's people, that's why people have routines, right? Yeah. And to get, it, it, it calms them down, mm-hmm. it focuses them. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it makes things simple. How about the shift? Do you in favor of the shift? You do not, does, does, I assume it takes hits away from you because they know where you're going to hit it. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, I don't know. It's, 
I'd like to see it eliminated to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean, there, there are some outrageous, like putting four guys in the outfield. Yep. Uh, it's just, it's changing the game. I don't, I don't think that's how it was intended to be played when, you know, Abner Doubleday created it. Um, but you know, I'll leave that up to the commissioner's office and they can figure it out from there. Do you think they'll, ever, <laughs> think they'll ever get rid of the umpires behind home plate and have it all be electronic? Robots. They, they, uh, experimented that, yeah. uh, with that in the Arizona fall league last year and, um, it, the players were not happy with it because you're starting to get these calls, you know, a, a curveball that might bounce, you know, on an electronic, you know, screen or whatever, whatever they were using, that might catch the bottom of the zone mm. on the way down. But, you know, as a hitter, you're trained to see if that thing's going to hit in the dirt, you're not swinging at it. And then That's to have crazy. a robot say it's a strike, Freak. guys were freaking out. Actually, one of the nurse practitioners I work with, her husband, um, Matt Stevens, years ago when he was some company, he, he I know it might have been a high school actually. If I, I'm going to mess this up, he actually was he was actually working thinking about that technology of, yeah. of how how you could you could you know do the whole strike zone, and I think somehow his idea was stolen. But yeah, I'll leave it at that. I mean, the casual fan says, "Oh." He should just hit the ball to the right field instead of doing that. Yeah, right. and I assume it's not that easy. It's not that easy, and it's you know? also not how they're pitching me. Right. I mean, yeah. they'd be dumb if right. if you're shifting me to right field. Yeah. Why would you throw me a fastball sure. away? Can you can you put the ball where you want to put it? Is that a, I can hit it where it's pitched. I mean, I'm just hoping again. I I could I, I could like hit, hit my put my bat on it. You can can you actually <laughs> put it to left? Me, I guess how you you stand. Yeah, I mean, I'm not right? gonna. It's not like I'm going to take a fastball up and in and intentionally hit it to left field. Yeah. But if it's a you know fastball away, I take a good swing. I'm going to drive that to left center. If it's a fastball in, I'll I'll turn on it and you know, middle. I'll stay middle of the field. But could you put it? But but depending on where the runners are and, and you know if you want to advance somewhere. Yeah, you got to move the runner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you could. Yeah, it's that's great. Just, yeah. How's your golf game? <laughs> I when I play consistently, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your long drive? Uh, I God. 350 plus really yeah i did that once but i bounced off the car off the cop path have you put one in the bay uh during batting practice how did that feel Whoa. did you that's know awesome. like got oh, yeah. it got oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's spectacular how far is that straight away is it 440 feet or something or yeah you probably have to hit it above 430 i'd that's say crazy. to get it out there yeah wow well chris this was amazing um any fun uh mookie bets Will he play opening day for the Sox? I don't know. The West Coast. A, you might see him next year. Right? I know. I've seen a lot of Padres talk. Padres right now. and Dodgers, yeah. right? So you could be you could be uh, hitting a ball that he's chasing down pretty mm-hmm. soon. That's pretty amazing, right? <laughs> That'd be cool. So do you have a nickname in the league? You got the Panda, and you, you know, uh, no, I'm Shazi. Shazi, yeah. You can't give yourself a nickname, right? No, oh, no, no. You don't. You do not want to give yourself. A nickname. <laughs> <laughs> like dancing. Baby Shock, What's dancing queen, Crochet <laughs> dancing queen, <laughs> Baby Shock. Shaw. Uh, any final questions from you, Dr. Geller? No, just cool to be here. It's cool Super to cool. Just, you know, know, you know, hanging out with, with, with two great people, yourself, yourself, <laughs> yeah, yourself and Chris. You know, <laughs> you got um, the Bedford Adult Softball League MVP, I mean, and uh, you know, <laughs> starting <laughs> left fielder for the Giants. <laughs> looking across here too, it's like looking at the Bash Brothers. You know, so it's uh, no, it's great. I'm well, glad, if glad you're looking to play softball in the summer when you're playing baseball, <laughs> come back to Bedford. Oh, my buddy's been trying to re- for us. recruit me to play in their beer leagues in oh Southie for the past gosh. two years. <laughs> That sounds. And when you and when you head west, uh, I will. We yeah, have Fan Fest in San Francisco uh, next Thursday through Saturday. So I'll fly out. I think the fifth, the Wednesday, and then from there I'll go to Scottsdale. And then we'll see. 
Yeah. You know, head just, to Sacramento, hopefully not, and maybe San yeah. Where's Where the Giants opened up at home or on the road? This at year? home against the Dodgers. That'd be pretty exciting. That'd huh? be great. Wow. Well, so we, we wish you a lot of success. In, uh, oh, another thing. So spring training stats, right? Yeah. Are they really meaningful? I mean, do they, they, they kind of know what they want to see from you. If you're seeing the ball, if you're swinging the ball, like if you bat 220, they think it's all right. I don't. I think that what they worry about is like the extremes. They don't yeah. want to see a guy come in and look terrible, yeah. but if they see a guy come in and he just absolutely kills it, that can sway. Sure. But if a guy's just like looks normal, they're like, yeah. okay, he's just he's ready to go. And then they have their they have preconceived, you know, opinions on what the roster is going to look like going into camp, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there isn't anything that's going to really change that mindset for them, then the stats don't matter a whole lot. Awesome. Awesome. Have you done another podcast before? Uh, I don't think it no. <gasps> we're gonna promote it a little bit we're really excited um really nice of you to stop by we'd love to yeah. see you again you know in your home next. of course um and again nothing but nothing but positive thoughts from the greater bedford lexington area so that's really exciting uh, well, dave all good great day all right well Thanks, listen Chris. we'll be back next week for our loyal listeners without chris shaw unfortunately um but we'll maybe do a weekly update throughout the year and see how we're doing yeah. and um wish you much success thank you thanks guys thank you